Second, second lesson this morning is another passage about the Holy Spirit. And as the other first passage came to us about the very birth of the church, so this scripture comes to us as a letter written to the first generation of Christians there in that new church. Let us listen for God's word as it comes to us from 1 Corinthians in the 12th chapter. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given the Spirit of the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the discernment of spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by the one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jew or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious giver of life, we celebrate your Holy Spirit. We celebrate the ways in which you have been with us and empowered us to follow you from the beginning of the church to this day. We ask that You may meet us in Scripture and stir our imaginations and bring us to life once more with your Spirit. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As I was thinking about my sermon, I wonder if there are some little children, younger-ish children, left in the sanctuary. There are a few of you out there. Yes. Be sure to get crayons and paper.
from the ushers in the back if you would like to draw a picture of Pentecost. But I also thought of this story this past weekend about Lieutenant Gail Halverson. And that name will mean something to you who are of a particular generation. Lieutenant Halverson served in the U.S. Air Force in 48 and 49 during the Berlin airlift. When Berlin was under a blockade by the Soviet Union and they were trying to cut off West Berlin from the Allies, so the Allied forces organized an airlift and took in the food and the fuel. And one day, Lieutenant Halverson was at the fence uh, by the runway and was talking to some German little boys. And they said, don't give up on us. Don't let us lose our freedom. And he loved that talk so much, he said, what can I give you? And they said, would you have any candy? And all he had were two pieces of Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. And they took it and tore it into little pieces and each tasted a piece of the gum. And he said, come back next week and I'll give you more. I'll drop it from my plane in this field. And they said, well, how will we know it's you? And he said, I'll wiggle my wings. And he went back and collected a bunch of candy and made little parachutes out of handkerchiefs and dropped candy to those boys in that field. He did it to heal the world after World War I or after World War II. He did it to bring people together. I caught on and tons of candy were dropped to children. Hershey bars and gum during that Berlin airlift. Now, I thought about this, and the people gathered at the National World War II Memorial to remember and honor those who served our nation in the invasion of Normandy that freed France from Nazi occupation and began the end of the war. Standing there at the memorial, young people came to hear the stories of the veterans of that GI, silent, or as Tom Brokaw called them, the greatest generation, that saw our nation through the World War II, the Great Depression, the Korean War, and the young people came to thank them for the sacrifices that they made for the sake of generations to come for the freedom that helped to preserve our nation's freedom. And last night there was another celebration of freedom that I don't think would have happened if it had not been for the generation before. And that was a celebration by more than 150 young and old who came and marched in the Gay Pride Parade celebrating 
another generation's hard-won work for freedom. And they continue to march for the freedoms of generations yet to come. This was the first time a U.S. military armed forces color guard led that parade. Red, white, and blue next to the rainbow. The generations coming together. Today, a new generation comes before us. They step up to have their commitment to the ways of Jesus Christ confirmed and to receive from us their commission to discipleship. Confirmation class 2014, born at the tail end of the 20th century, you are called Generation Z. It's really only because X and Y came before you. Others have dubbed you the connected generation or the Google generation because you know how to work our iPhones better than we do. You cannot remember a time when there wasn't an Internet. You are living at a time like no other when so much of the world is digitally connected. Skyping family and friends, not only are you capable of doing this, it is ordinary. You have been taught and you recognize the interconnectedness of our ecosystem and our global economies. You know that the world is one. You also know that our world is not whole. And like all of the generations who have come before you, your generation will face its own challenges. Although we are connected, we are divided, the wealthiest and the poorest, you need to help developing worlds get access to the digital communication and women and girls access to education and you face the challenges of the impact of climate change. Am I inspiring you to greater things? You, <laughs> you know that religion can be a force for healing or a force for harm. It is the vision of this congregation to celebrate children and youth. I'm reading it from the vision statement. You should be able to recite it with me. To celebrate children and youth and equip them with the faith to meet life's challenges. That is one of the things our core values that we here at CCPC are about. And as you face the challenges of the future, you can draw on the wisdom of the generations who have gone before you. The generation of that early church, when Jesus left just a following of a little group waiting in Jerusalem as Jesus had told them that something was going to happen. 
and something did loud and confusing. And Peter had to stand and tell everybody, this is God. God is making us one. God is giving us the ability to understand each other. That's what this is about. To come together as a community in understanding, in the differences, and the Holy Spirit, we are made one. And it is for all people, all able to hear and understand, this is God's intention, that people hear and understand each other and live together in respect and dignity God's spirit is for all. God loves this world. Gave us Jesus to teach us how to live and love one another. Faith teaches us that God is at work bringing people together in peace and understanding to make this one world whole. Then we move on to that next generation, those Corinthians. They were a troublesome bunch. Really? One was boasting about being able to do this, and God had given somebody else this, and soon all the people who had the best gifts were sitting at the best tables, and the people who were considered to have the least gifts were barely getting by. And so Paul wrote them a letter confirming among them that unity cannot exist without diversity. It is necessary for life. And all are given a gift by the one spirit, the one body, to use, not for the advancement of oneself or one's own advantage, but for the common good, to make our one world whole. Now, Molly, Emma, Spencer, Bruce, Matt, Zoe, Sophia, Mackenzie, God has dropped little parachutes full of gifts upon you. The Holy Spirit has called you to follow the ways of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit has given you gifts. Molly, you have a gift of proclamation, standing confidently before the session of this church, speaking your faith and what you believe. Emma, I see in you the gift of kindness in the way that you include everyone and are so kind and thoughtful. Spencer Green, you have the gift of questioning, which is a wonderful gift. And if you continue to ask questions and challenge current thought with compassion, you will find great wisdom. Bruce Carlson, active deacon, I believe that you have been given the gift of knowledge and learning. Bruce Hudson. It's your grandfather's Bruce Carlson. 
I knew that I was getting back this vibe that was saying, you just made a big mistake. <laughs> Thank you all. Knowledge and learning. As Pastor Lynn said at the reading of your statement of faith, your statement of faith was worthy of a seminarian. Matt Lally, you wrote of prayer in your faith statement and the connection you feel to God. And I see in you, therefore, the gift of prayer. Zoe, you checked off more things and ways to contribute to the church on your interest inventory than anyone else. You have a gift of service and a deep gift of compassion and caring for others. Sophia, former deacon, you see God helping you with all of your decisions and the choices that you make. I see in you the gift of discernment. Mackenzie, what will I say? You have thought about God as a loving father, a sturdy mountain, and as an owl. You have the gift of imagination and insight, a wonderful spirit of creativity. All of you have been given the gift of faith, a trust in the love of God who comes to us in Jesus Christ. You also have been given the gift of service because one of the best things about confirmation for you was serving, especially cooking the meal for the community-based shelter and serving the homeless there. Mackenzie even came up with your rallying cry, Go forth to serve! I would modify that today just a little bit. I would say to you, go forth in faith and the belief that God loves this world and has the intention that all people live together in peace with respect and dignity for all. Go in faith that you go with this family of faith that cares about you deeply. Go practicing the faith that you have learned in prayer and worship and song and stories in service. Go forth in faith to use your gifts to delight in being who you are with all that God has given you. Use all of your gifts and talents and abilities not for yourselves but for the common good. To work with God and one another to make God's creation whole. From the generations who have come before you and for the generations to come after you, I say to you, go forth in faith to serve the common good. Amen. <laughs>